Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. If you're wondering why we're here on a random Friday, it's because we have a very special announcement. We are adding an extra episode every month, and it's going to come on the second Friday of every month. So buckle up and get ready for more episodes. Put your seatbelts on. Six episodes a month. We used to have four, then we added an episode to the last Friday of mm-hmm. every month, which is our advice episode. And now we're adding an additional episode for you guys. So here we are. I'm so excited about this. I know. I think we get it's to talk be, to you more. I get to hear the sound of my voice more. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, we don't really want these episodes to have like a theme to them. So we're mm-hmm. kind of just going to do whatever to start out. If they naturally accumulate a theme, you know, for the second. Yeah. Friday or the first Friday episode each month, then so be it. But I think it'll be fun to just see where the wind takes us. Yes. It's Uh, just an extra, yeah, 40 or 50 or 60 minutes of our voices blessing your eardrums with the vibrations of our voices. So happy Friday, everyone. Happy weekend. TGIF. We're going to talk about, we're going to start off our uh, our new episode with a bang. We're going to talk about something controversial, mm-hmm. which is Mormon culture, because it's kind of trending right now with, you know, the whole Mormon mom talk thing that blew up. And we talked about that a little bit last week or this week. I feel like Utah, Utah TikTok and Mormon Utah TikTok, I guess, was trending even before that. And then the mom talk just like threw it over the edge. Threw it over the edge. And I think, you know, whenever people hear that Chelsea and I are Mormon, that we grew up Mormon, like anything like that, it sparks interest. Interest. Or, you know, in real life, I'm saying. So whenever I'm with, you know, talking to someone and they find that information out, they're like, wait, what? And then they're always asking all these questions. Mm -hmm. And so- We were saying we should talk about, we've talked about it a little bit on other podcasts, actually, Mm -hmm. because that, like I said, is a huge point of interest for people because obviously most people didn't, you know, grow up Mormon when you're looking at the whole world population. So I think it's interesting to some people, the culture surrounding it and all of that. And I don't know, we were just talking and I was like, I feel like if anything, we should talk about it on our podcast because that's obviously our platform and we can give like we want to make the money from it (laughs) yeah no we want to be able to like dive in on our own podcast and tell you guys you know about it a little bit more um because I do think it is kind of fascinating yeah yeah the last time we talked about this was like four years ago well really I think so 
It was when you lived in, wait, can I say where you used to live? Sure. Irvine. <laughs> so can I say your old address? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a long time and I don't ever listen to our old episodes because I just think I would cringe myself out too bad, but I'm sure that our thoughts have changed a lot since yeah. we even recorded that episode, you know? Also, I wanted to say something. Me and Jason were talking about this right before. We've been doing this podcast for four years. We're Today's probably, honestly, our four-year anniversary. <gasps> Is it? Podiversary. I don't remember the I don't specific know, day. I want to say it was like June 6th, like 17th, maybe. June 17th? No, it was early in June. It was like June 2nd or June. It, like oh, we definitely really? are either. Oh, it's today. <laughs> as we're recording we'll this. We'll see. We need to go check. Um, But oh. anyways, we've been doing this. We have taken maybe one week off of a random Christmas. But we put out a podcast episode every single week for four years. And we're like, that's kind of crazy because. You guys, the reason that we feel like you guys are our actual friends is because you go through everything with us. Like you have literally grown up with us. I feel like 23 to 27 is like such a, like a pivotal time in your life. Yes. And you guys have listened to us every single week of that time. Like, so you have really gone through it with us. And I think sometimes um, we, JC and I forget that we, you know, can have bad days and bad weeks. So thank you for just l- allowing us the space to talk on whatever, you know, journey we're on and anything. It's like we've gone through so much in the last four years individually together that I think it's just awesome that you guys have been able to, you know, be there for us and that you guys support us through all of it. And Definitely. Like we've never taken like a mental health week or anything. So you guys have heard it all. <laughs> you guys have truly heard it all. Yeah. I know. It's it's crazy thinking about how long we've been doing this. I just checked. I was looking at our Instagram. June 4th. We just missed so we it. Just, it we missed ago. it. It's okay. We can celebrate at some point. You know, life's been busy lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we love doing the podcast. I think not that I want to start off with like a, a bunch of disclaimers, but I will be. Because, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Before we do that. Okay. We have another announcement. Oh, yes, we do. I forgot. Something very fun. Speaking of bestie vibes, speaking of friendship vibes, we can all have friendship necklaces because we did a collaboration with Every Jewels. I'm sure you've seen their company or their brand on TikTok. They go viral a lot. I feel like with a lot of their pieces, they collaborate with a lot of like influencers or content creators. Anyways, we designed a couple pieces with Every Jewels and not to flex, but they're so cute. They're perfect, you guys. I'm wearing them. I'm wearing one of them right now, but we have three necklaces and I believe three rings and they come in gold and silver. So there's like a bestie, best friend necklace that has like a pink and a blue side. You know, Back in the day, we used to go like put the quarter in the little machine and you got like a best friend necklace and one of those little bubble things. Yes. That's the inspo for it. And so you can. But elevate it a little bit. Yes. So cute. has like some rhinestones on it. You guys, it's perfect. There's a, there's a necklace that says awesome. There's mm-hmm. a necklace that says bye. If you, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's the best friend necklace. And you can get the best friend necklace like for you and your you know, bestie, or you can just wear them yeah. both yourself because it's really cute. You know, you can be your own best friend and everything's perfect. It's one of those things where Chelsea and I feel like are very particular and picky about just everything we put out. And, you know, our Instagram is just, we always want it to look cute and fun and filmy. Like we have a very specific vibe that we're going for with the podcast. And I have to say that 
these pieces are it. Like they are perfect for it. And when we got the samples, we're always just nervous. Like when we do merch, we go back and forth with, you know, people a million Mm -hmm. times because we're like, "Uh, we want the color to be exactly what we want it and stuff like that. And when we got these samples, I was like so nervous opening them because I'm like, I just hope that they're everything that I'm imagining Mm -hmm. them to be. And they were. Yes. Which is best case scenario. They're so cute. We'll have definitely photos on our Instagram. I'm sure like JC at this point has posted some on our TikTok or YouTube. I've posted some on my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or maybe not YouTube, but you'll see them and you will love them and you'll buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and you will be purchasing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we did. I showed some behind the scenes on my YouTube video Mm -hmm. of the um, shoot and stuff that we did for it. So go check that out. It's the video when I got my new car. Oh, I did get a new car. Maybe I'll talk about that on Wednesday's episode though, or I mean, next Tuesday's episode. Mm -hmm. Tell me why I always think that our podcast comes out on Wednesday. Because what we said Wednesday. I know, but like, I can't get it in my head. I'm always thinking that it's, I, I'm like, okay, was that just a very bad marketing mistake we made? Yeah. Probably. Probably. But we can't, I feel like we can't change it now because no. it's just part of Tuesday. Exactly. True, true, true. Mm. Okay. Well, now I'll get into the disclaimers. Yes, now I'll get into the disclaimers. <laughs> um, I, it's just hard to talk about these topics because I have to say, not that we're even, that we feel so strongly one way or the other. It's not necessarily even that with the whole Mormon culture thing. But this topic, I think, is just polarizing and it offends people either way. So if we're talking about something, which is just the case with life, and we just need to get used to that. But yeah, I think, but especially religion, it's like very touchy. Yeah, it's very touchy. And, and you want to be sensitive because I'm fully aware that you know, if you grow up Mormon, if you are Mormon, that this could potentially be such a huge and sacred part of your life. And the last thing you want is to listen to your, you know, even your favorite podcast and you listen and they're just, you know, crapping on it and saying how whatever stupid all this stuff is. Cause that obviously just makes you feel like, okay. And then (laughs) you also don't want to do the opposite. Like I know a lot of people you know, grew up Mormon, have been, yeah, greatly, like have had traumatizing experiences with the church who have been really hurt by Mormon culture and who have left the church. And they also don't want to hear you singing its praises, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think we want to always remain neutral, but we also just want to be honest. And um, I've gotten a lot more comfortable lately with just being straight up honest about my feelings about it. And um, I haven't been there for a long time because when you're not feeling super confident in where you stand with something, when people ask you, it just causes anxiety. And that's Mm -hmm. how I felt for a long time where people are like, are you Mormon? Are you not? Why do you do this? Why don't you do this? And it would cause me so much anxiety because I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I believe. Just stop. Like you're stressing me out even more because I'm already internally struggling with this thing. And then when you're bringing it up every five seconds, like, you know, it just stresses me out more, which is, obviously brought on by the job that I've chosen and that Mm -hmm. we've chosen. So it's not me complaining. It's just, that's the truth of how I've, I've felt. But recently I do feel a little bit more, I guess, confident in my decisions and you know, the way I think. And so I'm more open to just chatting about it candidly. But that being said, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's hard to talk about on a podcast. Like you said, like putting it out there for the masses. That's probably the number one question. Whenever I do a, a Q&A on Instagram, like the number one question I actually get that I never answer like on Instagram is like, you know, what is your relation? Are you still Mormon? Did you grow up Mormon? Like is case Mormon? 
which I'm like, he's <laughs> five months old. He's not much, honestly. He's just cute right now. He's just a baby. Yeah. And I'd never want to talk about it because it's just, I'm fine to talk about it one-on-one because that's where, I, you know, or even in a group setting in person where I feel like, first of all, I can read the room. Second of all, I can, you know, I feel a little more comfortable being honest about it. But I also feel <laughs> the opposite of you where I used to feel very, very confident in how I felt about the church. I never felt like I had to, hide if I was doing anything that I felt like people were going to judge me for. But I also, you know, just felt like my place and how I believe, like what I believed, I was so just like fine with that. And I was very, yeah, just, I think in ter- in general, just more confident and, and um, a little bit more secure in just who I was and, and what that even meant, like my identity, I guess. And I think since just having case and becoming a mom, there's so many things in life that it's like, my priorities shift. And then I I start to question, like, this is not only for me anymore. This is now for like somebody else. And I never even want to talk about, you know, talk for case as he grows up, like, oh yeah, he is Mormon or he's not Mormon. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I want him to be able to figure that out on his own and like allow him space and not have the whole internet know, you know, his religious (laughs) beliefs and and, unless he wants that. But anyway, so I, I think since this has been kind of trending and yeah, like you said, we've been asked about it on podcasts and stuff. It's made me think about it even more and then um, made me feel a little bit more stressed in my timeline of figuring things out um, or refiguring things out again. And I just feel like I have to remind myself that I should never be in a place where I know 100% like that that this is the destination I'm going to be at for the rest of my life. I don't, think that's ever good is to like ever feel like, you know, you've have everything figured out because life is just con you're constantly learning. I don't believe the same things I believed when I was eight or 10 years old. And I don't think anybody should because you literally believed in, you know, the Easter bunny at that point. Sorry if your kids are listening. <laughs> but anyways, that being said, I feel like we just kind of avoid it sometimes because it's just not the most it's a lot easier to talk about the Kardashians than talk about like something that is so personal and, you know, can be misstrewed or taken out of context or even, you know, that well, you don't feel like, and what also, if I don't believe this in a, in a year from now? So I don't want to like put it out there for, you know, permanent. I definitely. Guess. Also, I just think it's important to reiterate that there is no timeline for figuring out your beliefs and your foundation of life. And if you're, you know, whether you consider yourself to be spiritual or religious or any of those things, there is no timeline. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I think that's been helpful for me to understand. And for me to just internalize is like, I felt the same where every time someone would ask me, I'm just like, Oh gosh, I need to figure this out now. Like, am I Mormon? Like, um, why don't I do this? I don't know. And, um, then I just was like, I don't need to label myself as anything. And, this I'm on this journey for me. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I need to have an answer for you? You know? And I think that's just very important to remember throughout all of this is like there, there needs to be no answers for anybody, period. Like it's just a matter of, you know, when and how and all of that, that you figure things out on your own. And like you said, it's probably going to always evolve. Like, yeah, exactly. That's also what I've been trying to get comfortable with is being like, oh, I feel pretty secure. And like, what I think now, but I'm also open to that changing. I'm also next, you know, month I could be having a crisis again. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like your relationship with, yeah, spirituality in general has 
<clears throat> that's the point of spirituality. It's to grow. It's to learn. It's to have your mind open to different experiences. And Abby was telling me, um, I feel like by now I can just say Abby and I don't have to say my sister. <laughs> um, Abby was telling me, you know, her therapist was even saying like, it's not really that great, especially like, you know, for people who do struggle with anxiety to ever be like, I will never do this or I will always do this because that puts so much pressure on yourself and it, and it stops you from, you know, progressing because you're just like, well, no, 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 this is the path I'm on. I can't stray when in reality straying sometimes and figuring out things for yourself is where the most growth happens either way. So definitely good to not speak in definites. Yes. Um, Anyways, we I'm like, anyway, swinging. We're like, anyways, <laughs> I drink coffee. <laughs> oh, I was just telling JC before we started too how I've just been feeling, I think because I didn't maybe even want to believe that having a kid would be such a big life change. Like, I think in my mind, I was like just telling myself, like, like, I'll be the same. Would It'll change. All be fine. Yeah, exactly. So I think it made it harder for me that I, I was doing the opposite of that, like always being like, I never will, or I always will, you know, do this or that. And, um, so then when I did have a child and, and I just feel like so much changed for me internally, externally, and I'm trying to figure out the same life I was living before, but now like taking care of a, another human being and making sure that like, okay, these, these choices for me, I feel confident doing for me, but now I have to do it for like, you know, guide somebody else and I want them to be happy. And it's like all this pressure to not mess them up. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've just been doubting myself recently and not trusting myself, which is such a horrible feeling to just not be able to trust yourself. And I think especially the contradiction of how I felt before, like I was feeling so sure about myself. But what I'm realizing in this exact moment as I'm saying this is when I'm feeling insecure, it's because I'm trying to label myself and have a, like have my identity be rooted in labels. Like, well, I'm just like this. I do this, you know, but when I go back to just like the actual feeling of who I am and I feel secure in that, then I don't care about labels. And that's, I feel like where I was before where I didn't care about all that stuff. I was just like, I am who I am and, you know, I'm doing my best and that's all that matters to me. So it doesn't really matter what to other, like what other people say, but I've just noticed myself getting more sensitive, overthinking lately. And maybe that's postpartum. Maybe that's, I'm sure that is. A I'm like, it's just part postpartum, of it. I swear. No, I'm sure that is. I mean, yeah, it's a massive life shift brain, you know, alters literally your brain and your whole yeah. everything. So that's where I'm at. Um, again, the, that's why I'm saying like, I'm just being honest with, you guys and it's it's just hard because some like you always want to put your best face forward and act like everything's okay and it and I never want to complain at the same time because I really do like love being a mom I feel like it's been the best thing at the but at the same time it, because it's been transformative and the best like joy is always brought on by I feel like a journey you know what I mean mm -hmm. like going through something well I think you know, what's ironic is that um, just as people, and especially if you do have a podcast or, you know, you speak to people, you have somewhat of a platform, you're right. It's like you do always want to be putting your best foot forward for the sake of everyone wants to be liked. Everyone yeah. wants when you say something for it to resonate or just whatever to be approved of. But it's uh, the irony is that I feel like 
in moments of true vulnerability where you're like, this is really how I've been feeling is actually when people like you the most and Mm -hmm. connect with you the most. Yeah. Um, And vulnerability doesn't always have to be like, we've been talking about this lately. I'm kind of going on a different tangent here, but sharing the good and the bad moments of your life can all be considered vulnerability. I'm not saying like being vulnerable is only like, I feel insecure right now. It could be anything, but just being honest, I think is when people just connect and like you the best. So it's funny that we're always like, oh, we want to put our best. We want people to like us. And like, we want to always just be this fun, positive person when it's like, when you just show kind of the real deal, just how you truly feel, that's when people like like you the most yeah, anyway exactly. I mean that's how I feel at least when yeah. when I follow people and they're I feel like they're just very authentic it doesn't mean they're constantly being like look I have a hard life too but it's like they're just showing ups and downs that's when I'm like yeah you're my friend because mm-hmm. you are a real person who isn't a robot who's perfect all the time it's so true and I feel like when I've noticed myself trying to explain myself or explain my feelings but I'm also at the same time trying to protect myself I actually don't even I I don't get across my actual point or how I'm actually feeling because I'm not speaking from my heart I'm like speaking with my head and like like I'm filtering what's coming from my heart through my head Mm -hmm. and then I feel like I'm even more misunderstood after I try and explain myself you know what I mean yeah because I'm like okay well that was actually not I'm just like like, trying to protect you're like that's not what I want exactly so it's so it's just so much better to just yeah like you said just be honest and I think sometimes too, I was thinking about this on social media in general when people are like, I need to be honest. It's it's so hard to be honest. And then, you know, sometimes when you don't get a good reaction, but you're being 100% honest, you start to be like, well, I was honest. Like, shouldn't I get should, rewarded for yeah, that? Yeah, should I get rewarded for that? You know, like how toxic men sometimes are like, I cheated, but I told you. Like, why are you mad? I told you. It's like, okay, but it's still, there's still natural consequences to your honesty. The point of being honest is not to get a perfect reaction, but for yourself, it feels so much better to be honest, no matter what the reaction is. Yes, It's freeing. Yes. So very much so. um, To answer everybody's question, JC and I do not swing. We are not swingers. (laughs) We are not part of the mom talk swinger group. Unfortunately for you guys, there's no tea here. Aspen um, commented on my video of Leif. I literally made like a third step of Leif and she commented, hey daddy. And I'm like, oh no, not them going to think think we're swingers now (laughs) after all this drama. Daddy. Um, Yeah, we we do not swing. We talked about it a little bit last week or again this week. It's going up with Pretty Basic. We kind of talked already about the mom talk stuff a little bit and like the swinger situation like I don't know. I don't want to be naive and be like, that's not common. Because I'm like, maybe it just is. But we can't speak from experience. So. But people did write in because I we asked about this on our Instagram story. Also, I think people just assume it's only you on the what we said Instagram because every time it's like, are you and Chelsea? Or like, they never assume it's me like, really? typing on the story. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, they were like, uh, somebody said, I live in a very exclusive or a smaller town in Utah with a lot of Mormons. And they were saying it actually is super common in like gated communities that it's like well known. Okay, well, that's so maybe we, we are he- naive. I was going to say, we were hearing actually that. Remember with when we were hanging out with one of our friends, she was saying, she's like, no, it's so common in this yeah. one town in Utah. Like it literally happens 24-7. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we're just literally 
naive. Like yeah. I did not, I was not aware of this. Yeah. I mean, we grew up again in Gilbert, Arizona, which is highly populated with Mormons, but not as much as Utah. Mm-hmm. They're not on every corner. And it's not like we're surrounded by other towns that all have like LDS people in there as well. Um, so like we didn't hear about that growing up, but I'm sure there are people in Arizona as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we should kind of start by talking about just this whole concept because, okay, growing up Mormon, number one, I'm just going to speak for myself and my own experience, but you know, we did grow up in Gilbert, Arizona, tons of Mormons. Most of my friends were Mormon. I had some friends that weren't, but like, honestly, not that many, not Mm -hmm. that many close friends who were not Mormon. I was just very surrounded by that. uh, What's the word? Community? Yes. Very surrounded by that community, super steeped in that community. And um, I feel like, like everything, there's pros and cons to it. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, when you grow up in this religion specifically, I feel like you can bond with people over something immediately. Like if you're both Mormon, you know, okay, we kind of both have the same set of beliefs. We've grown up similarly, even though not everyone grows up the same, you kind of you can you can get each other, you know? So I feel like that's also what makes it like click so fast when you meet someone who's Mormon and you're just, that's the only people you're surrounded by. It's harder when you are, when you grow up that way to click with someone who isn't because that's how I felt at least. Cause I'm like, oh, well we don't, you know, um, we don't have the same foundation at all. And so we don't get each other. And especially at a young age, it's harder to contextualize that and be like, okay with that. It's like, oh yeah, we're different. Who cares? Like, I, I don't think I ever was like, I will only be friends with Mormons. But I'm just saying I found myself in scenarios where like pretty much everyone in the group was Mormon just because like we all connected and, you know, clicked, whatever. Um, I think that the community aspect of it can be a really positive thing growing up. And I did always have, you know, something I always say about being Mormon is you will move to like a new place and there will be people ready to help you move your entire house and set up all your furniture. And there will be people there with meals for you ready. Mm-hmm. Like it's very service oriented and community oriented. And I love that aspect of it. And I think that that's a pro of it, which we can all, you know, recognize. And obviously with that comes cons. And I think like one of the main, well, so first of all, people always say, this is like a very common thing. And I can pretty much guarantee that we also said this a few years ago um, in our first like Mormon culture episode is that people always say like, there's a difference between Mormon culture and Mormon, the church. Like Mm -hmm. there's a difference between the church and the culture of it, which yes, is true. But people are always like, you can't go off of the culture. Like that's a very common thing that's said. Which the older I get, I have a harder time with that concept because I think it's nearly impossible to separate the two when it's like, no, you can still be Mormon and like not have anything to do with the culture. It's like, yeah, if you have emotions made of steel. Like, it's it's incredibly hard to completely separate the culture from the church because when you go to church every week, you deal with the culture of it because that's, the culture is the people. That's Mm -hmm. what that means. Like, there's certain things that, you know, you look into and it's like not rooted in doctrine. It's rooted in random things that people have said throughout the years that have stuck. That becomes the culture of the church. But it, it be, it's the outward things. So it's like all of these tattoos, piercings, coffee, all of these little things not going places on Sunday. It's like, yes, people have said, you know, that yeah. it's a thing in the church and it's 
somewhere relates back to somewhat of a gospel principle, yeah. but it's been like twisted into this, like you can't eat out on Sunday now. You yes. know what I mean? So that's the other thing that I think is that people, if they don't know anything about, you know, Mormons and also like there's, se- there's several names. Mormons is what it's most known by. Like when you hear the Mormon church is the same as LDS, you'll hear like LDS. It's the same thing. And then you'll hear like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're all, that's the same thing. This is a side note, but FLDS, if you hear that, that's, is it fundamentalist Latter-day Saints? That's what you hear when like the polygamists, like they say FLDS is not mm. the exact same, but it's it's a branch off of LDS. Anyways, just a little fun fact, right, guys? But part of the Mormon church is there's living prophets. So the more like, the um they're always coming out with like new revelations and that's part of the belief so it's not just i think it differs in a lot of different like christian churches where you know they go off the bible but there's nothing new coming out and mm-hmm. so that's why you'll hear like you know i think that's where one of the caffeine things came in like 1980 or something someone says or like someone says okay no more of this and so it's like new things then they get picked up and so it'll come like which again is part of the doctrine because it's, you know, related to the newer revelation, um, which I think is actually a, a, a big difference between the Mormon church and a lot of other churches. Is, is that the they fact get, of yeah, like modern revelation, yeah. like modern prophets where they believe like it's the same as like Bible prophets, mm-hmm. which I think is just another fascinating thing that people don't know about the church as well. Yeah. Um. So I, I didn't even know this, but, um, even with the forbidden substances that we hear of, which coffee is always the first one that comes to mind. Why, like, why can't Mormons drink coffee? You know, they don't drink beer or alcohol. They don't smoke like, or do illegal drugs. Um, and that's, that's all widely discouraged. Like those also come at different times. It's not like when the Mormon church was, Created. you know, established, it was like, okay, this, these are all whatever. It's like, Things just get like dropped in yes, here and there. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, and also none of this anymore and none of this. Mm-hmm. And, and like a like someone will come on and be like, you know, say something about how um you can't okay, um, like caffeine is fine, but we still stay away from hot drinks. And so everyone will kind of take that and then make it the rule for everybody. And they run with it. Yes, but actually I was reading a statistic about how like 40% of people who are in the Mormon church even like 30% of people who have temple recommends who are like supposed to be, you know, following all the quote unquote rules correctly, like 30% of them partake in like forbidden substances, quote mm. unquote, which is like coffee or beer or yeah. like something like that or alcohol. And basically you have to like follow all of these rules to be able to go into the temple, which yes. is like the main goal of and that's what everything pretty much exactly. And that's what people were also asking about is like rules. Like I'm confused about people saying they're Mormon, but they don't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Those are, I think the rules people are mostly talking about. It's like the outward rules you can see that people are following or not because you know, the questions you get asked. And so you're like, okay, well you can't say that you do that and get into the temple, you know? Right. So I know that you're not going to a temple. So then they say, oh, well then you're not like a practicing Mormon. Right. Well, and that's what I was saying about like, separating the church and the culture is kind of impossible because if you're not, so if you're like, okay, I don't want to be a part of the, I just want to be a part of the church. Like I Mm -hmm. like the church. I like the gospel, the doctrine, whatever, but I don't like the culture surrounding it. 
therefore I don't want to go to church and be surrounded by like all these people who, you know, partake in this culture that I'm not a fan of or that I don't connect with. But then it's like, but then there's certain, like you have to be an active member. You need to be going to church and you need to be doing all these things in order to go to the temple. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like a catch 22. That's why I'm saying people act like it's so easy. They're Mm -hmm. just like, just, just separate the church and the culture. I'm like, that's a very, that's a very hard task. Like mentally just be like, block out every way that everyone else perceives everything. So when you go to church, like all the talks basically just ignore that. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I feel like that's like a very, it's just a, a very common thing that people say that I think it's almost like you're not thinking through what you're even well, saying. Well, and I also think that by saying that, it also, what's the word? Like it gives almost an excuse for the culture not to change. Yeah. Where it's like, that's, also saying like, well, that's just how people are. And it's like, well, why don't we change? Like, why don't we stop? I think the main thing too is like, you not ju- like people, you can go to church, whether you are like, have your name in the records. Right. Not, it's the temple that people like, oh, you know, these are the rules that you should be following. So if if you're not following, then they think, oh, you're not doing a good job. But it's like the the point, the bad part of the culture is that they judge you based on that. But it's like, you could still be going to the church on, like on Sunday or whenever you want to and be, you know, doing your own thing and not even want to be going in the temple. And people are judging you saying that you're not, you know. Well, if you don't want to go to the temple, then what's, you know, is that what you're saying? They're saying like, if you're not. Yeah. Then why are you here? Why are you here? Basically. Exactly. So yeah. that's, I think uh, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm saying like, I think that's also just, you know, that's not good to be judging people based on, you don't know what people are doing. You don't no. know where people are at. You don't know if they've been part of the church for their whole life or this is their first Sunday or they don't even want to be Mormon. They're just coming to like be part of the community, right. you know? So I think it's just not, I think that's part of the reason that people get so, feel so judged and feel so like this culture is not where it wants to be. And I think, you know, whether you want to be a part of it or not, to ignore that there are these things happening, whether it is the culture or the whatever, the doctrine or the principles or whatever, is to kind of not improve it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, I think it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah. If, if Especially if you're in the church. Well, and I think another big part, actually, I want to read you guys this. I found it on Reddit, but I, I thought it was very interesting. So I wanted to read it because it's just all about like kind of the culture. And the, anyway, but it basically said like, um, you know, Mormons were driven out by mob violence, blah, blah, blah. After the U.S. absorbed Utah in the 1900s, Mormons were desperate to fit in, even though polygamy are arguably the weirdest thing about Mormons. Because that was yeah. back. So we don't practice like Mormons do not practice polygamy mm-hmm. today. So it was like, even though polygamy, arguably the weirdest thing about Mormons was no longer practiced, people saw and still do see Mormons as weird. So ever since it's been a priority for Mormons to not just fit in, but because there's such an emphasis on being the one true church to actually be better than average. So not necessarily to look down your nose at others, but that's more of a byproduct mm-hmm. um, because it's generally believed that the church's teachings should make you happy, healthy, and wealthy. So over time, things have gotten flipped around. So not now a lot of Mormons get caught up in trying to look happy, healthy, and wealthy. Oh, that's so interesting. By broader American standards, because it's low key seen as an indicator of how good of a Mormon you are. Although most Mormons don't really realize where this hypertoxic culture comes from. It's interesting because folks like this are actively 
breaking a lot of the rules you have to follow to be a quote unquote good Mormon, but they fit the image people expect in the area. So their neighbors probably don't suspect they don't suffer the social consequences of not being Mormon in an area where you can be ostracized for leaving the church because they look the part. Mm, That makes so much sense. That's a great way of explaining because people do always like, why is everybody in Utah always like done up to the nines? And they're always like, or Mormons in general, it's like they always are like rich and pretty and yeah. <laughs> just seem like they have these perfect lives. That is so, that interesting. so interesting. And yeah. I thought like even that concept. It is just a byproduct of that. Yes. It's like, even though that's not the goal. That's why they think we're not trying to, you know, be better than right. anybody else. Yeah. But part of the emphasis on the one true church, which is something I was saying on the Pretty Basic podcast, is that by nature, you just kind of gain a super superiority complex as a byproduct of believing you are a part of the one and only true church on this yes. earth and you think that you know more information than others. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, how could you not feel yeah. like, oh, I have more than other people. I know the truth of the world. I, yes. I know the kind of solution to like people's problems. It, it's just kind of no wonder that, you know, sometimes you give off that judgmental vibe because you truly think you know what's best. I exactly. Think and I think that causes a lot of, and I'm just even relating this to in general, thinking you know what's best for people. That causes you to be a horrible listener. That causes you to be judgmental. And so that is why people feel so alienated or they feel so like they ha- when they leave, they have to make it big. They have to be like, you know, leave the I'm, church. I, yeah, they're like, I don't want anything to do with this because they want to make it known that they're not even like, I don't know, because they know if they talk to someone in the church, the church is going to be like, well, you need to pray more. Mm-hmm. You need to do this. You need to do this. Because they feel like, you know, again, they know better. So they, they're they not going to be, I don't know. It's like if you feel like you know what's best for somebody, when they're telling you their problems, you're just waiting to come in and tell them exactly how to fix it. So you're not really even listening to their issue. in one ear and out the other to yeah. a degree. Because, yeah, it's like, oh, pray more, be faithful, do this. Yeah. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if not, then that's why you have problems. Basically. Exactly. So I think anytime, yeah, like, like I just said, anytime you feel like you have the answer for somebody else, it's going to create a toxic environment. Maybe not toxic, but it's going to create a not safe, not, it's not going to feel like, I don't know. I never like to talk to someone who thinks they know what's best for me. No. No one does. So um, I think that's another byproduct of it and why, you know, people and I have felt that way. I'm sure almost everybody in the church has felt that way at some point or another where it's or have been part of the church or not part of church anymore have felt like, oh, I don't know, just like not safe to talk about their true feelings. Right. Because they don't feel listened to. (laughs) I just wanted to read one of the funny. um, I just said like thoughts about like Mormons, thoughts about, you know, mom talk, whatever, Mm -hmm. Utah TikTok. And someone said, TBH, they have the best recipes. Don't <laughs> love their views, but would die for their cinnamon rolls. And that's another like that's very facts. like fun fact about Mormons is their food is like probably not the healthiest, but they do make the best baked goods. The best food. They can all sing and they can all play piano. Yes. Fun fact. Not all, but a lot of people. And a lot of them are very wealthy. Yeah. I feel like, well, the churches itself. Right. Is literally, I mean, I don't know, but I was reading some stuff that it was like billions of dollars. Like oh, yeah. they are like one of, I think maybe even the rich, richest church or um, whatever it's called. Organized religion. Yeah. I got a lot of, I was like kind of looking into how to explain the Mormon church, not from necessarily either view. You know, I wanted more of a neutral 
source mm-hmm. to kind of explain how you would explain any religion that you're not even a part of. Because um, obviously we have lots of experience and we can talk to that. But at the same time, I think people are just so fascinated because if they didn't grow up in a place where there were a lot of, you know, LDS people, then they start to, then when they hear about it, they see Utah, TikTok, they're like, what is this world? What is happening? Um, PBS.org. Shout out PBS. (laughs) They had such a good little website that was like, I even learned a lot. And it was in different verbiage than sometimes the church uses to explain their Mm -hmm. own, you know, beliefs or whatever. I think some of the things, like, I just want to really quickly touch on some of the things that I think fascinate people about the church. First, they believe, like, the, um, okay, wait, let me, I'm reading this. They observe the Sabbath day each week. So I think it's also, if you had, you know, LDS friends growing up or Mormon friends, you were confused. Like, why can't you play with us on Sunday? Like, I, you know, we couldn't watch certain TV shows or um, go out and play with friends or something. It was more of like a family day. They, on Sunday, they attend like their church, which includes readings, hymns, prayers, communion. Because I also think people maybe are curious like what church is actually like. Um, And like testimonies from a few speakers from the congregation. Um, Also, church has always been three hours until like two years ago. And it got switched to two hours. How? How has it been three? Three hours, you guys, is so long. (gasps) It's so incredibly long. Yes. Like they have different. So you go like all together. And then you split off into different classes based on like Your how age. old you are. Yeah. And then I don't even, what was the third hour even for? I don't even remember anymore. Well, that was so long ago. It was unnecessary. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they switch. Now, now they, they switch. switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And then they like, you know, I think it is a good thing to, you know, focus on, you know, having a day that splits up the week. I've noticed that sometimes when I just treat Sunday like, no different than any other day of the week. I think it's nice to kind of slow down on Sunday, think about the next week, you know, kind of prep yourself mentally, do whatever you need to do to kind of get ready for the next week. I know you Definitely. say like you always clean and, and you know, wash your sheets and kind of just, I don't know. I think I actually miss that sometimes where we just treat like, you know, sometimes Nick and I will just treat Sunday like every other day. And then all of a sudden the weeks are just flying by and meshing no, together. Yes. Yeah. So I do like, you know, having... Whether it is you do go to church and then you have like lunch with your family afterwards or your friends, you gather at the park or, you know, maybe spend some more time with nature or go do something for somebody else. I think it's a nice day to kind of get out of your head and stop thinking about yourself. Definitely. Also the tattoos things and the body piercings and the coffee, the word of wisdom was um, like a revelation that was, I believe, from Joe Smith. Also, I'm not a church historian, so don't come at me. (laughs) I'm saying the wrong things. I'm just, I'm reading what PBS has told me, okay? Um. Mormons are advised not to get tattoos and to limit body piercings to a single pair of pl- plain earrings for women. <gasps> JC, you have more than one. <laughs> not going. for men. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's also a common thread. Yeah. It'll be like, like girls need to be modest. Like here's the yeah. guidelines. And then you'll go to the men's section. And it's like, They're like we're playing football today. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like even in the literal pamphlet, oh, it'll be yeah. like. Girls should do this and follow all these guidelines. And it's literally a mile long. And then for guys, yes. legitimately nothing about modesty or anything. It's like, you should be modest in the way you speak. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Maybe try not to be a douchebag. <laughs> um, they also follow general dress code that teaches the modest dress not only shows respect for one's own body and for God, but also has positive effect on spirituality and behavior. They believe like marriage. Um, I was just saying, I didn't even realize this was a difference. Like Mormons believe marriage is eternal. So like you, you and your partner are, you know, together forever, literally forever, you know, to you marry for eternity and your family is forever, which is a, like you were saying, a big draw to the Mormon churches. Mm -hmm. It's a very family centered. Like you believe 
you know. And that's very comforting for people, I think, to like to to be introduced to the idea that Mm -hmm. they could be with their family forever in heaven and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like lots of stuff. It's actually it is very fascinating. I actually think religion in general is so fascinating and to find like the similarities, like what are the big differences? I just think it's very, I don't know. Definitely. Interesting. Oh, I forgot to even like look at my notes because I had a few other things, but also getting married young is like a huge Mm -hmm. thing within the Mormon church and having a lot of kids and also having kids like quickly after you get married and stuff. And that, I mean, if we're honest, it is very family oriented. So they basically are just like, we want you to start family as -hmm. soon as possible. Like that's kind of the, um, I guess, reasoning behind it. But if we're going to be blunt, like the reason people get married so fast because yeah. you're trying to abstain from having sex. So, yes. you know, that's also a part of the Mormon beliefs is like you want to remain uh, abstinent before marriage. Mm-hmm. So people literally get married within six months because it's like, well, if, if if which can be, you know, again, pros and cons can be good if you marry the right person. Yeah. Get your life started. For us. Get life yeah. started early. Love that. Grow up together. Learn together. But if you marry the wrong person because you've known them for four months, you know, obviously, I think it adds to a lot of divorces and mm-hmm. broken families because you just get married so quickly. You don't know the person yeah. that well and you just kind of are rushing, yes. you know, to, to do the deed. So yeah. that can be an interesting part of it as well. I think in general what we just all need to be okay with, whether you're Mormon or not Mormon, or whether you fall on the side of like, again, hating the church, loving the church, not being triggered by the way other people feel about the church. Mm -hmm. Because I actually just came across a video on my For You page uh, about this girl saying like, she doesn't like when people like talk bad about Utah and like Mormons and stuff, which I get because it's like, if that's your environment, then you're like, okay, why are you, you know, talking so poorly about this? But I think just as a whole, we all need to work. Like, it's kind of like what we've been saying recently. If you're triggered, that, I don't want to be blunt, harsh and say that's a you problem, but it is. It's, yeah. That is on you. So um, that's true for everything. It's like, yeah. if you are- It never feels good when someone talks bad about anything that relates to you. No. Yeah. Which, so it makes sense. I'm not saying like you're not um, entitled to your own opinions because you 100% are. But if you are getting like so offended by people being like, oh, I don't like the way that Mormons believe, like to me, it just shows a bit of like it's a touchy subject for you. It's an insecurity because when you feel confident in what you believe in, either way, what people say doesn't really matter that much. Because I also saw this other girl on my free page where she was saying like, she's like, I hate when people are like, just let people enjoy things. Like stop, stop um, like being whatever, like defending it. Being like, just let them. Um, she was like, let me not enjoy it. Like who yeah. cares if I, which is funny because we're always like, let them eat pumpkin spice lattes. Like we've definitely said that yeah. before. We're like, who cares? Just if it doesn't bother you like, or if it doesn't affect you, why do you care? But at the same time, it's like, why Everyone do Everyone has their opinion. Yes. They're entitled to it. Why do we also care if people like are shizzing on something that you like? Okay. Yeah. That's always going to be the case. Like yeah. you have to learn to be just think independently. And and I've definitely, I'm not gonna pretend like I am the most secure person. I have things that bother me too. Like when people make fun of them, I'm like, oh, I feel hurt by that because that's something I like or whatever. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I think just it's a good thing to work towards to be unbothered, to be mm-hmm. like, 
I'm so firm in what I like and what I believe. I don't care. Like if you don't like it, that is perfectly fine. And it's actually inevitable that people will not like what you like. So yes, I think it's just like important to kind of just be okay with whatever people say. I don't know. And I think it's, there's always going to be a time in your life where you're insecure about every aspect of your life. And that is, look at it as a good thing. I'm talking to myself. Look at it as a good thing because that is going to lead you to greater confidence. I don't think, like, I think if you just never question or you're just always like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And you never let yourself get insecure. You never let yourself, you know, feel question stressed about thoughts. something. Yeah. It's going to lead you to greater confidence. And, and I know that from experience and I, and I know that that happens in every area of life as well. It's like at some point it might happen to you if you grew up religious and might grow, you know, it might happen to you in terms of what you believe politically or anything. It's like, there's always going to be times where you're starting to question, feel insecure. And I would just, my advice to myself and everyone else is just let yourself go through it because you're going to come out better for it at the end. And don't be scared about what the answer is going to be because it's just going to be better. Yes. Whether, you know, and and don't try and push yourself that it's going to be what you want it to be. It's just going to be what it is and you'll feel better and you'll feel more confident and you'll feel more, you know, you'll get there. You'll feel secure and then in, it might, you might get insecure again at some point in your life and that's the point of life. It just is to constantly be growing and learning and progressing and that's where joy comes from, from progress, from the journey. Yeah. To end this from a quote from Gordon B. Hinckley, the joy Please. is in the journey. <laughs> Our boy Gordon. Well, I was, I just wanted to end kind of with saying like, just piggybacking off of that. Like it's so important to just connect with yourself and what makes you feel good. And I think it's always, you know, growing up Mormon, I it, it was a common thing that I would feel and hear where if someone leaves the church or if someone quote unquote goes off the deep end, like is, is questioning their beliefs. That's basically what that means. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. questioning my beliefs. I don't know if I buy into this anymore. I don't know if I like this, whatever. It's looked at as a negative thing. Always like yeah. within the church, it's like, oh no, you feel bad for them. You feel pity for them. You want to pray for them because they're doing something so bad and so horrible. And I think it was like in high school that I remember thinking, cause I never even had like a rebellious stage at all. Like never, I would never, by rebellious, I mean, you know, going out and partying or trying new things or getting a secret piercing. Like I never went through, I didn't even drink soda. Like I didn't do anything and, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote bad from what I grew up with. But also what we were talking about in the car is we were saying like it, I swear at some point a rebellious stage comes for every single person ever. Mm-hmm. Like and that can mean different things for different people. Yeah. It doesn't mean like, oh, you go out and party, but it's like, At some point when you grow up in an environment where you're told that you have very specific guidelines, I swear for every person, at some point you question them. Mm -hmm. It's natural. And what I was going to say is it's normal. It's like, I I swear that's just how the brain develops too. You you just, it's like if you've been told your whole life, no, 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 you have to do this, you have to do this. At some point you're going to be curious. You're going to be like, oh, is this what I actually Mm -hmm. believe? Like, and I think for me, I was actually having a conversation with Tyson and he was saying like, oh, well, do you agree with this aspect of the church? You know, and I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. do you agree with this part? I was like, no. He's like, so why do you call yourself, why do you say you're Mormon then? And this was like two, maybe a year ago. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just 
comfortable yeah. for me. Like, hasn't come up up to hasn't, this point. Yeah, like I don't feel the need to label it, but but it did like get me thinking more and stuff, you know? And I was just like, why is it so bad to like have a different thought process for a second? Like, why is it bad to, it, you don't have to be like, it's all or nothing. I have to leave completely. But it's like, why is it bad to question the way you grew up and be like, oh, do I connect with this? Like, what parts of this do I like? What parts of it do I not like? That to me is a very good thing. Yeah. I think that only good things will come from you listening to your gut and and trying to connect with God and what you believe because it's so interesting. It's like contrary to the belief of I feel like so many people, half the time when you're questioning things, it's like, at least in my case, I feel like it's brought me so much closer to like, just a happy, peaceful state where I believe in God and I feel closer than ever Mm -hmm. where before I felt very disconnected. So I don't know. I just think it's important to like do you and something else that I read is like talking about how um, sometimes the difference between like religion versus spirituality is religion is like believing in someone else's experience and spirituality is having your own experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against religion and I'm not for it necessarily that's kind of where I'm at lately is just like no labels, period. I'm yeah. like, I'm just me and I'm just going to do what feels good because my gut has never lead, led me astray. So I think it's just important to like connect to yourself and what you, I don't know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. If if Mormonism is like makes you feel so much peace and works for you, then I think you should do that. And if it doesn't, then I think you should like look at other things. Yeah. I don't know. Find what works with your lifestyle and what works with your with you. Mm-hmm. And I think too, this is the last thing I will say, is that no matter where you are in you know your religious journey, whether it has nothing to do with religion, we can always be better. So anytime I feel stressed or angry or offended, it's I feel like um I take it as a sign that I need to grow in that area, that I need to open up a little bit more and be better. And I think that that is everything amazing in my life has always come after a lot of fear. Like everything that I've been deathly afraid of on the other side of it has been the most amazing thing. That's how I felt about birth. Like that was like the most transformative thing because I was, I was not, I was scared of, that was the thing I was most scared of in my entire life is giving birth. And then after I did it, I feel like that's where it became, it, it just was the biggest high I've ever felt because I just felt so rewarded and I felt so so much confidence yeah so much confidence and and I think yeah anytime you're scared of something it's a good sign to follow it and to you know just push through it lean into it yeah for sure um anyways anyways we actually are swingers (laughs) just kidding um thank you guys so much for listening this is like you know a hard topic for I think us to open up about but I think it's been good to chat about it. And um, hopefully it was good for you guys to listen (laughs) to and not. Don't cancel us. uh, Yeah, please, please, please. No cancellation. Um, Excited about the new episode every month. I think it'll be really fun. But we will see you guys again next Tuesday, just a few days away. We love you so much. Oh, check out our Instagram for uh, yes. every Jules collab. It's yes. at what we said podcast. And check it, it out. I'll link it in the show notes. If, it, if it's not on this show notes, it'll be on Tuesday's show notes or maybe the week after. Yeah. As soon as it launches, I'll get the I'll get the link for you guys. Yes. We love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.